Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome back to the First Cut Podcast. My name is Kyle Porter. I'm here with Mark Immelman. Mark, you are you're on the road. You're traveling. What's going on? Yeah, you know, uh, when I'm not broadcasting or part of your podcast, yeah, Kyle, I'm also a college coach. <laughs> and uh, we're actually hosting our home event, the uh, Cougar Invitational, um, presented by AFLAC. And my team are playing pretty solid. They've got nine holes to go, and they're in the mix to hopefully pull out our first victory of the season. So, you know, taking a quick break to join you, yeah, but but it's it's a fun time because tomorrow morning I jump on a plane and head to Napa for a few days for PGA Tour Live. So uh, it's a little manic this week, but good. So you are, so we're taping this while you are supposed to be with your team. Do they know that you're uh, not following through on your duties as the coach and talking to me uh, about golf instead? Well, I just, this is the millennial generation. So I just <laughs> mentioned to them that I'm going to be on a podcast with Carl Porter. And <laughs> I had them at Porter. No, we're good. I, it's all good. The work's been done. You know, I'm, I'm sort of more the overseer on the course. I've got a very good colleague in David McMahon who's out there with one of the freshmen who's starting for us this week. So, so we're all good right now, man. What, what's the hardest part about being a college coach? Uh, the emotions of it all, yeah. you know, you've got young men and women from all parts of the uh, globe and, and, and you're dealing with human beings. And I think sometimes fans sort of forget that stuff where, oh, it's golf, you know, you can just practice harder. Well, it's more than that. Like this morning we had a kid who went down with a bit of a neck injury and in warm up. So it's the human element of being a student athlete. And so I would say that's probably the hardest. Well, uh, that, that's exciting. You know, I, in my interactions with you, you've always been uh, just a, a very, um, I don't know, you've just been good with people. So I'm sure that the guys uh, that are on your team enjoy that relationship. And uh, yeah, I hope, I hope that goes well. Um, mm-hmm. Let's talk about, let's talk about what happened over the weekend. Danny Willett, mm-hmm. 2016 Masters champ. Uh, he, he dropped as low as I think it was 462 in the world as recently as last May. Mm-hmm. He wins the BMW uh, PGA Championship, the flagship event of the European Tour. Uh, he beats John Rahm by three strokes. Uh, man, you know I was looking back over. He has a really good pedigree. Like he's won a lot. He got to number one. Uh, he was the number one ranked amateur in the world. Uh, just a really good amateur all, all, all the way through uh, into his professional career. He's not a he's not a huge name in the U.S. until he won that Masters. But um, just I don't know. I I think maybe you can speak to a little bit of how difficult it is to have that success uh, and then fall off. You you drop all the way to almost 500 in the world and then to come back. How how hard is that to to make that second comeback? Oh, it is so hard. But just to take a, a, a step or two back, you talk about the amateur career, and we've been speaking some college golf. Um, he went to school at Jacksonville State University in North Alabama. And the first time I ever watched him play was when he was playing there. And, and you just get a sense for an individual. At this stage, he wasn't the number one amateur in the world. He played his way into that. 
and eventually became a walker cupper and such. But you just got the sense that this boy was special. Um, the way he went about his craft, the golf swing was reliable. He struck the ball flush. Decision making was appropriate. And and I looked then and I'm like, wow, this guy's good because he was paired. We were paired with them, and and he was playing number one for them. And my number one kid was playing really well, but sort of got dusted by Willett pretty badly. And so I was I paid attention then, and all of a sudden, you see him ascending through the amateur ranks and eventually onto the European tour. So he's always sort of had it. I, I wasn't that surprised, truth be told, when he won the Masters in 16. He's just such a good ball striker. But to the comeback, you know, this is a guy who during that, the, the, the doldrums of the career, if you will, and he, he battled injury. He had a shoulderish uh, in, injury and a wrist injury as well. And, and a wrist is a big deal for a golfer. Um, he was on painkillers, which he, he battled with some. And then the golf swing starts going awry. And, and once you start doubting, I guess the instructor in me is coming out now. It's a really tough road to hoe. And I've got to give all sorts of credits to him, but also to Sean Foley. You know, sometimes takes a little grief from people. Um, and, and Sean has helped him navigate, you know, the pitfalls of searching down different roads. Because when a golfer is doubtful, they start looking everywhere. And every day there's a new thing that could be the holy grail. And and they stuck to the plan. And, and he started showing signs of coming back. Had the victory late last year in Dubai. And, and this year he's been solid. Um, so it's it's really hard. It's hard to quantify how hard it is to come back. But, but suffice to say, Kyle, that, you know, that road back is fraught with doubt. It's fraught with um, confidence issues. You know, these, these, these guys are human beings. And so you start doubting yourself and you're playing against the best golfers in the world. It's really hard. And I've got to tell you, to watch him win there and win convincingly, uh, it, it was heartening for me. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, he, he's somebody – I think you almost can't have this perspective and so you have failed and so you have fallen off. And, and he he talked about kind of the, the perspective that he has now uh, having having seen both the highs and lows of, of this kind of career. Mm-hmm. And he said, look, the difference between me now and me, you know, however long ago is like the outcome of Sunday doesn't matter as much as it used to. And I think, yeah. you know, I, it does still matter. Like, I, I think if you're a competitor, if you're a professional, every, all of that matters. But there is a sense of like you can hang on to stuff too tightly uh, and, and especially when you're struggling, it's like the more you care, the worse you play. And uh, I don't know. I just think somebody like him, uh, I, th- I think you and, and we've seen this with Rory uh, a little bit uh, to a lesser degree. Rory didn't fall to number 460 in the world, but he's gone through, um, you know, some different like just difficult things gr- growing up as an adult, as a professional golfer. And to, to be able to play with that perspective, I, I just think you're a more complete uh, not only golfer, but but person as a pro. Well, I, I think you bring up such a good point there. And, and, and for me, in my experience as a golf instructor to these top-level players, it's about how one defines oneself. And when you're young, it's easy to allow the score to become the definition of who you are. And, and then, by extension, the results to allow the, those things to define you. And the thing about Willits. And sadly, for golfers, this sort of comes when they're playing badly, as they find definition elsewhere. And, and you reference that term human. They, they, they become, you know, more engaged husbands, better fathers. And they find their definition in that in themselves as people and not themselves as golfers. It's so hard when you're playing a sport for a living to 
look at yourself as um, an upstanding citizen and a good dad and a upright father and uh, I just happen to do golf as a living or I happen to play football as a living because you know if you're going to the office I guess it's easier to put that into perspective but when the emotion of professional sport is involved that's a tough deal and 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 for Willett he's spoken of you know he's he's, he's increased investment in his family and sometimes when you do that it loosens that handbrake just a little and you start to play more freely yeah for sure uh, okay I want to talk about uh, a couple more things with the BMW PGA Championship, and then we'll push the uh, we'll push the PGA Tour event, the Sanderson Farms, uh, into the next segment. But uh, just a couple leftovers. Uh, John Rahm's finishes. I think I brought this up last week. His finishes since the U.S. Open this year. This is worldwide. T three, T two, win at the Irish Open. T eleven, seven, T three, T five, T thirteen, and then second at Wentworth uh, last weekend. He is. Um, I I think he's a top. F- four or five golfer in the world right now. I'd throw Rory in there. I'd throw Rom in there. Uh, I don't know who I, I wouldn't throw DJ in there. I guess you got to throw Kepka in there, but he, I mean the, the level that he's playing at, he's just like an automatic top 10 right now. And he's doing it against, it's not like he's playing these opposite field events. These are the best events in the world with the best players in the world. I think he's been so impressive early on in his career at being able to play different types of courses really well. He does. I mean, he's good anywhere. You could put everybody on Mars, and he would be, uh, he would be one of the best guys. I, I I'm so impressed with what he's, what he did. Uh, I guess uh, this summer. Well, isn't it crazy to consider? Because you talk about the top four, right now, with respect to Brooks and respect to Rory, I would match John Rahm up against either one of them any day of the week on any yeah. course. Yeah. Four points. Um, but it, isn't it crazy to consider? that this guy is still maturing. He's 24 years old, um, and he's been candid about the fact that he's working on his attitude. He's been candid on, about the fact that you know he's learning how to handle himself better. And we saw this at the BMW where he had the lead with, I think it was 20 holes or so to play, and kind of spun out there late in the third round. And then he made one or two mistakes on Sunday. But it's, uh, he is like the blink of an eye away from going on an absolute tear, and, and, and I'm going to say this, uh, it, it's got the potential to be Tiger-esque or McElroy-esque where all of a sudden putts start going in, bounces start going his way, the confidence which is already high just elevates up into that, that, that supernatural sort of level, and then he could win wherever he plays whenever he wants. And, and, and it's crazy to think that this guy with all his gift still has some going to go. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, okay, two other notes from BMW PGA. Rory goes 76 in the first round, and then he finishes in the top 10. Uh, according to Justin Ray, it's the first time he's done that. It feels like he's done that a lot. Maybe he shot like 74, 75 and, and, and got in the top 10. But, you know, I think the note there is just that he is kind of inching his way closer to number one in the world. He's number two right now behind he, – he's quite a ways behind Kepka. I was looking at the, at the rankings. He is uh, – He's closer to like seventh or eighth. He's closer to Tiger than he is to Kepka. Tiger's eighth in the world, and yeah. uh, so he's he's got a ways to go to catch Kepka. But as some of those majors start filtering out in terms of the points, uh, Rory's gonna gonna keep moving up. And uh, I know he wants to be number one in the world again. Do you think he gets there? Do you think he eventually passes Kepka and, and gets to number one? He does uh, for various reasons, and none of these are Brooks. You know, Brooks will not relinquish that. Uh, that, that spot very easily, that I can assure you. He's already working hard 
on the game here in the offseason. But the thing about Rory, you know, in that first round, he looked atrocious. I mean, what is ordinarily the weapon in the driver? He didn't know where this thing was going, and it's some wild tee shots. But then he plays early on Thursday, has some time off Friday, Thursday afternoon to get ready for Friday afternoon's round, and comes out a different guy. And over the weekend, you know, barely misses a shot. It's, it speaks to how he can switch this on at any time. And even though what was a grizzly 76 or whatever it was, you know, ordinarily you see this stuff and you're like, whoa, you know, this guy's going in the wrong direction. He can turn the thing on a dime. And, and it's for that very reason why I feel like he will get to where, where he's destined, which is number one, because he, he, can, he can just turn up the spigot whenever he wants. Yeah. Uh, and then the other, uh, I, I agree with you, by the way. Uh, the other thing is uh, Victor Hovland, T11. He goes 60, yeah. 69, 69, 70, 70. He's into... He's into the top 100 in the world. You know, again, like this is, he's been a pro for like three months and he just fits in. And I, you know, we, we talked a little Ryder Cup a couple weeks ago. I, I think. I was going to say, uh huh. You, you start talking about like Danny Willard and Victor Hovland and all these guys, and you're like, the Ryder Cup teams are going to be just insane. They're going to be loaded. And I, I don't know, man. I, I think Hovland, like, you keep waiting for him to like hit this, like, uh, first year wall, like a rookie wall or something. And he just goes wherever he wants and, and plays great and, and finishes in the top 12 or 15. And it's, it, maybe that's just who he is. I mean, is that, is that out of the question? Uh, well, no, um, you, you brought up that conversation in the previous part about, you know, we were talking about, does he make the Ryder cup? And I said, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, you said you wouldn't be surprised, but it was a long road to her. Well, last week's BMW, um, it was the first counting event on the European tour and the dude finished what T 11th. Um, so he's earned himself some pretty good points already and he's going to get some more starts that I can assure you. And, and so look, he's the real deal. He's, he's got an old head on young shoulders. He's got a fantastic attitude and, and apparently he's not afraid of anything. And so he, he's also got a game that travels, you know, to think he played golf at Stillwater in Oklahoma, you know, where it's dusty and windy. And he goes to Surrey in England and plays beautifully there too. So, <laughs> no, no matter the palette, that boy is an, an artist, and and I'm just I'm jacked to see what happens over the next few weeks. Those are kind of the same locales, Stillwater and, and Surrey, England, right? Those are pretty similar. <laughs> they speak the same. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, we're gonna talk a little PGA Tour, but first uh, we're gonna hear from our sponsor, ZipRecruiter. Hiring can be a slow process. Cafe Altura's CEO, Dylan Miskowitz, needed to hire a director of coffee for his organic coffee company, but he was having trouble finding qualified applicants. So he switched to ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Its technology identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. So you get qualified candidates fast. Dylan posted his job on ZipRecruiter and said he was impressed by how quickly he had great candidates apply. He also used ZipRecruiter's candidate rating feature to filter out his applicants so he could focus on the most relevant ones. And that's how Dylan found his new director of coffee in just a few days. With results like that, it's no wonder that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. See why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at our web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash first cut. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash F-I-R-S-T-C-U-T. ZipRecruiter.com slash first cut. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. 
Okay, Mark. Uh, PJ Tour, it wasn't the best field last week at the Sanderson Farms, but it was a good finish. You had our guy, Sung JM, lost in a playoff uh, to Sebastian Munoz. hope I'm saying that right. What's the book on Munoz? You know, I, I know he's a guy that's kind of been up and down between PJ Tour and Corn Ferry Tour. Never, you know, we talk about Willett's pedigree. This is somebody who, who didn't really have a pedigree. Played college golf at North Texas. You know, he's had a, I think he's had a pretty good uh, PJ Tour career for what uh, would be normally expected from just an average player. Uh, and now he goes out and wins. And, and uh, you know, I, I think, I thought it was really cool to see, like, he, he certainly, and you see this with a lot of younger guys that win, they just appreciate so much everything that comes with winning, getting into the Masters, the two-year exemption, all that stuff he was really fired up about. Uh, what did you think about his win over Sun J.M.? Well, look, it was impressive because things were coming apart at the seams a little bit for him as he was coming down the stretch yeah. uh, in Jackson. And, you know, we speak about the human elements of golf. It's hard to get that train back on the tracks, especially if you've got some guy in front of you, the posts. And Sung Jae-in was playing beautifully. And their leaderboards everywhere. And for a guy that hadn't won until his senior year at North Texas, um, you know, it's not like he won everything. When he, he did Get this story. I think you might know this because our buddy Sean Martin wrote it. Uh, after college, he won in his senior season. Then he went back to Columbia, and he worked on the family's rubber tree plantation for a little while. <laughs> and so then he's like, okay, we're going to do this pro golf thing. So he goes to the Corn Ferry Tour and wins. But, you know, it's not some pedigree horse that was winning everywhere. And and he went about winning that thing and won it in a playoff. And, and so it speaks to... You know what he's got deep down, and that for me is always a measure of a good player. And so, I uh, maybe the I'm in American, but the international dude in, inside, deep down, with the President's Cup down the road, I'm just excited that we've had um, at the Greenbrier. You got Joaquin Neiman yeah. bust through, so Ernie else is paying attention now. Now Munoz wins, uh, and so you got these young internationals starting to show what they got. And so it's exciting for me to see a new breed. Not just a PGA Tour player, but a new breed of international PGA Tour player burst through. You've got Im, of course. You know, he's a star in the making. Now Munoz, Carlos Ortiz, his former teammate, was playing well. So you get these youngsters coming through. And, and, and as Munoz saw with his teammate Ortiz, who won before him at North Texas, now maybe Carlos looks at Sebastian and goes, well, I used to pip him in college. I got this sort of stuff. <laughs> so, so it's exciting times just for all involved. But... You know, I watched that thing closely, and, and, and I was pretty well prepared, sorry, Sebastian, to say, well, Sung James finally got that first victory. Well, not so much, man, because this boy came through, and he showed some spunk coming down the stretch. Yeah, the putt he hit on 18 was uh, was big time because it was not, you know, it, it was it was fairly straightforward, but it was pretty deep for, for a, a, a tying putt to get into a playoff. But I, I, I like that point about the kind of the – I called it the international infusion this week in my Safeway preview. I mean, you've got – like you just mentioned the two guys that won. You've got um, uh, Joaquin. You've got Sebastian Munoz. And then, I mean, you could have three non-Americans in a row win PGA Tour events because in the field this week you got Francesco Molinari. You got mm -hmm. Ben On, who's been playing great. Uh, you got Sung J.M., uh, who obviously has been playing really well. You got Adam Scott. I mean, there's just um, – maybe more than ever, it seems like uh, kind of a, a diverse uh, set, not, not just in the field, but guys that are like favored to win, you know, guys that are 
that that have a real opportunity to win tournaments. So I like that. I think it makes for a really interesting golf and and uh, a, a really interesting viewing experience. Well, look, there's one thing's for certain. It, it's making picking folks, you know, who gonna do who's gonna do <laughs> well in that much harder because you you've got guys coming from all corners over here, and it's you know the glitterati of the tour and the European tour. They will come through largely. But it's 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 just showing the depth of golf around the globe right now. Where any week, any one of these guys, if they find that lightning and they capture it in the bottle, uh, you know the win is possible. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about, you you mentioned it uh, real briefly, but Sun J M, he he, um, you know, he's somebody we talked about a lot. He had a ton of top tens last season. I think he had seven or eight. Of course, he played like 40 events. But um, he started off this season really well. He's in the field this week again at the Safeway. I think he's like 20 to 1 to win the tournament. He is uh, hes really good. And it just seems like he can't quite get over the hump of, of winning. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know if anything changes once that happens. It seems like this is just sort of who he's going to be. He's still so young, and I think he's got a ton of – uh, just space to kind of develop. Um, do do you think he's still going to get a lot better, or, or are we kind of seeing a, a finished product with Sung JM? Uh, there's so many nuances to the professional game, um, so I don't think I don't think he's anywhere close to the finished product. Uh, I, I I love the golf swing. I just hope in an effort to try and find that little special something, he doesn't go tinkering on that because that's a dangerous avenue to go down. So that's my first take there with him. But you know what? Sometimes it's just the timing of stuff. You, um, you know, you, you, you make a putt at a crucial time or you salvage a bogey at a crucial time. That, that is the difference between winning and losing. And, and it's the real wise golfer and the real wise advisor that's able to look at the situation and go, I did everything I could at the Sanderson Farms. M, obviously, I played beautifully. Uh, I did everything I could to win, but someone was just better than me. So don't go changing stuff and up, upsetting the apple cart. So I, I think there's stuff to be done, and some some of it you can't quantify. As long as he just keeps doing what he's doing, the chips will fall uh, in, in, on, in his favor yeah, very soon. And, and with the uh, how young he is, how good an attitude he's got, uh, I feel like uh, I feel like there's plenty in his future. Yeah, Sun J M not born when Tiger Woods uh, won his first Masters. So hope that. Uh, I don't know about you, but that makes me feel very old. Um, I'm okay. older. Hey, hey, I, in just a few days' time, I turn 49. So stop with the old stuff, please. You, I'm well you're you're on the Phil Mickelson track. Uh, okay, speaking. Should I start black coffee and what? Was it black coffee and water, or what's he doing? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> something insane. Uh, okay, this came out. I think it was after we taped last week. Uh, this Japan skins game. So you got Jason Day, you got Rory McIlroy, you got Hideki Matsuyama, and of course you got the headliner. You got Tiger Woods playing in the skins game in Japan, leading up to the Zozo Championship uh, later in October. Oh, uh, are you interested? I mean, is this a thing that that is like captivates you, or is it what is it to you? Is it a sideshow? What, what what's your interest level in terms of of this kind of one off skins game with these guys? Kyle, my dear friend, um, I, I'm going to preface my answer with the fact that I did not even watch the match. Okay, <laughs> I, I love golf. You know this. I'm a rabid golf guy, and I'm a nerd that way. But no, I'm not interested at all. 
um, good on these guys, you know, these money grabs and that sort of stuff. It's cool and, and, and it's great for the development of the game, you know, to for all the young people to see the stars and to watch Tiger Woods play. That's special. So from that point of view, I'm jacked for all and sundry that are going to be able to see it. But I'm not that interested. You know, I like to see full field events where guys are going after it and, and some guy like a Sebastian Munoz can put it together and get himself a victory. That, that, that's more up my alley. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm kind of interested. The money thing was weird. Jeff Shackelford pointed this out. They're only playing for, like, and I say only, but they're only playing for like $350,000, which is, it sounds like a lot, but it's this, it's a number that uh, back when they, I can't remember, Shackelford had this on his website. Back when they started the Skins game, this was in like the 1980s, like that's the number that they played for. It was like $350,000. And you you look 35 years later and you're like, why are they playing for the same number? But, you know, all those guys are getting paid appearance fees and whatever. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if I care that much about that. My, my hope in this is like, I don't like the thing that I want from events like this is I want to hear Rory like ripping on Tiger in a, in a playful way. And I want to hear Jason Day making fun of Hideki Matsuyama. And I don't, know that I, I just don't think that's going to happen and I don't know if it ever can happen with Tiger involved just because of the way those guys view him and he's sort of he sort of does it but he won't do it when the mics and cameras are on like here, yeah. here's what I want I want Phil and Justin Thomas and Rory and like I don't Fowler or somebody because those guys will just go at each other and it's it's no hard feelings right like the, it, it's just it's all in fun and I think I think that would be pretty cool. I just don't know if you can have that kind of vibe whenever somebody like Tiger's involved. Nah, it's kind of like bantering with your granddad. You know? <laughs> <laughs> a little careful. Um, yeah, yeah. It's it, there'll be some. I, I don't know how much editing there will be done if it's live viewing or whatever the case might be. But you, you'll get the odd thing where someone will be like get it close or whatever. You know, when the guy's got a putt to win. But I don't think there's going to be the real. The, the real juice so yeah. so the un the unedited version is what i want exactly. um okay let's hear one one more time from our sponsor and we'll come back with uh, our perfect finish as well as our picks for the safeway open okay mark it's time for our perfect finish presented by amstel light uh i i'm gonna go first because i don't want you to take mine i'm always scared uh, that you're gonna take mine i don't know why we we don't we do. we not come from the same corner though. I mean, you got the smart one. I got the romantic one. So bring me the smarts, please. <laughs> okay. Well, mine's kind of romantic this week. Phil Mickelson starting his 29th uh, PGA Tour season. Uh, he's played really well at this course uh, at Silverado. He uh, is actually the all-time strokes gained leader uh, at this course. I got that from uh, Data Golf. They've got a really good website and, and kind of look at uh, historical data at this event. Uh, you know, he. I, I think it's always good for him to have time off. Uh, it's a course where I, a couple of years ago, I think he, he hit like four fairways in, in his final round and shot like 68. I mean, you could probably say that about half the courses that he's played in his life, but uh, it's certainly true here. I, I think Phil winning this week uh, in, in what is easily the best field of the year so far. I know there's only been three events. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think him winning to, to start off the fall and, and get, you know, some of the President's Cup team and Ryder Cup team talk going, I think that would be a really fun uh, ending to to this week's Safeway Open. 
It would be very cool. Um, and, and especially given that he didn't finish off his season last year as well as what he would have liked, you know, ex exiting the playoffs early. I think Phil would be really cool. F for me, I, I, I couldn't really settle on one, so I'm going to keep the international thing going on because, you know, this is the romantic in me. And so now Captain Else, I, I want his job sort of made easy when it's got to pick these four guys because I can tell you as a college coach, making a pick is very difficult because all you can be is wrong. So... I, in as much as what I'd like to see Ryan Moore or one of the Californian boys play well there in California because it's a super track and a great event, I'd like to see Ben Ahn pull one off. You know, he's, he's playing beautifully. He's right on the cusp of selection, I would say. So if he can sort of thread the needle and get his first victory in wine country, and I must say it's the kind of golf course that suits his game. It lacks a right-to-left pattern. I'd, I'd like to see Ben Ahn... Um, Pull, pull off the victory there in, in, in wine country. And so I guess a little less romantic for me. So that would be my perfect finish. Yeah, we kind of switched. Uh, we kind of switched roles this week. Ben on might be the most underrated ball striker in the world. Don't get me started on that. Uh, that's been the perfect finish brought to you by Amstel Light. At the end of any round, you know what the perfect finish is. It's in a nice bottle of Amstel Light. Okay, Mark, let's get to our picks. Uh, who you got for uh, Silverado this weekend? Are you taking, you think Tony Romo is going to win? <laughs> no <laughs> he's one heck of a football announcer though i gotta tell you I, I love i i talked with him some at pebble beach earlier this year and he's he's, he's funny and he's insightful and man he he needs to be he needs to come to atlanta and become our offensive coordinator because my goodness so he's, he sees defense is incredibly so no that's that's romo's thing i think he's a good draw for the tournament um as my winner of this week I, I'm last week I went with Sung JM. I'm doing it again. I mean, yes, I went with, with I Bob it. I, I've got to go with him. The guy's playing well. He started his PGA Tour career at this very venue, um, and he finished uh, tie for fourth, I think, if memory serves me. So he likes the course. He's playing well. So I'm going with him as the winner. I mean, you talk about the strength of field. Top 10, there's so many. I mean, Scott Snedeker, Justin Thomas, Phil, even Hideki, Cantley. You know, you always overlook Cantley, but I'm going to go with my top tenor as Colin Morikawa. Yes, uh, I love I'm, it. I'm barely stepping onto the limb over there, and and for an outsider, he's won twice here. I've called two of them. He likes to move the ball from right to left, although he has added, added the fade to the repertoire of late. Um, I, I'm going to go with. Um, I'm having a complete moment here. Please help me. Brendan uh, Steele. Brendan Steele, yeah. I was having a senior moment here. <laughs> You're almost 50, bro. Yeah, almost 50. It's catching up with me. So so, so I'm, I'd am i love to see him pull off another. He's just so good at the golf course. And he, he said to me on both wins, there's just something about the place that sort of lights him up. And he hasn't played that well last season. So I have a feeling that the Northern California boy will have himself a good week there at the Safeway. Yeah, he's 80 to 1, which is a crazy number. I was looking at that earlier. Phil's 66 to 1. Phil's my sleeper. Um, maybe Steele should be my sleeper because 80 to 1 for somebody who's won two of the last three at this course is, is a pretty big number. Uh, my, my top 10 is, is JT. Uh, he's just, I think he's the best player in the field. Uh, he finished uh last season really well really strong and uh i mean i just it, it, it's just a number saying you know he finished t8 a couple of years ago i think it was 2016 was the last time he's he played here he finished t8 alongside phil and uh, i think he's gonna have a good week my winner though my guy 
most underrated player in the world, Patrick Cantlay. This has this has Patrick Cantlay written all over. We're gonna get to April, the Masters, and be like, oh, oh yeah, Patrick Cantlay won the Safeway Open. That's right. He's unbelievable. He's a he's an unbelievable golfer. That's right. Um, so yeah, I've got Patrick Cantlay winning this week uh, in Napa. Well, to that, you know, there's the Poanio greens are a thing, and 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 the Californian guys deal with it better because they encounter those those Poanio greens a little bit more, and just one more, just little food for thought. I would love to see Maverick McNeely play well. Went yeah. to school the road there in Palo Alto, came out didn't came out didn't play so well in his first go at the Green Bar. I'd love to see McNeely find a little form there. Yeah, for sure. Okay, Mark. Hey, go go check on your team. See if they've won. <laughs> Go, go, go check on that. We'll talk. We'll talk next week uh, after the, uh, the Dunhill links. We didn't even get to that, but we'll talk about the Dunhill links next week. We'll talk about the Safeway open next week. Uh, Enjoy your weekend and I will talk to you soon. Thanks, Matt. Take care. See ya.